Wow. Oh my god. That's what being in the studio gets you. This is unreal. Perfect timing. This is so much better than than doing a remote. The theme song doesn't sound like a like a broken chip tune in my in my ears. I had noticed that. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. I don't know. If, was that Dan's fault? I guess. Yeah. 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 It's always Dan's Shaking fault. His head. <laughs> now he's, he just gave us both the middle yeah, finger. Yeah. He flipped us off. Wow. Is there a way? See, and this is the thing. Like when we did it remote, I could have just muted Dan's video after he did that. We, we've got him wearing the mask. But now he's yeah, he's wearing a mask. Yeah. We're he's not. Smi- he's smiling under the mask. <laughs> We're right? not wearing a mask, no. but he is. I guess I could be wearing. I could be wearing the mask. Like, I have my. You don't have to wear. I think a mask. it's fine. It's right? fine. Yeah. I, I cleaned okay. up my house before you got here. I didn't clean myself or anything. Well, I had a, like a quick shower. Hello, friends, idiots, and friends who are also idiots. Welcome to your favorite podcast about social media and rejection. It is Blocked Party. This is episode number 81. And our, as we've mentioned already, our first episode back in studio together. because we're three months, basically. In three months. We're allowed, to, uh, we're allowed to do it. We're allowed to be back in studio well, together. Only us. Bonnie yes. Henry. Dr. Bonnie Henry. Yes. Uh, our beautiful, wonderful... She she wrote us and said, "You guys, we need the podcast yeah. to return to the the level of quality. Not that it was bad when we were recording remote. No, but, but there's nothing like being here in person. I'm looking you in the eyes. You're not returning my gaze. You are now. Hey, what's up? That's great. <laughs> but we're so we're allowed to. Yes, we're allowed to record in person. I have clothes on. Yeah, which is a nice change. Uh, and yeah, we have a great guest, fantastic guest, returning guest to the program." Uh, one of the hosts of the fantastic podcast, Reply All. Alex Goldman is here. Hi, Alex. Hi, Alex. It's an honor to be here, gentlemen, and welcome back. I wish that I could say the same. I'm in my attic right now, um, which is a very different vibe uh, than being in a room full of people. You have a, so. lot, of, a lot of keyboards, and I'm not talking about computers. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm, a, I'm actually... I, I really like to go into it is super embarrassing, <laughs> but like I'm really into synthesizers and I, I have a, I have a bunch. I have a bunch that are sort of half built. And um, the only time I ever like to talk about it is when I'm with my co-host PJ because he fucking hates talking about it. Like, oh. He absolutely has no interest and doesn't want to pursue it at all. And at that point, I'm like super stoked to talk. Oh, about well, it. let's call PJ and so you can <laughs> talk about it to us and he can hear it. So if we showed interest in the synthesizers, you wouldn't want to talk about them. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Once you said it, I was like, "Oh, this is so embarrassing." Someone's <laughs> it's like it's like having someone it's like having someone shine a light on you and be like, "This is the you the stupidest and lamest thing about you, the thing that you do by yourself because it's like too shameful to share with other people." Right. I don't think it's shameful. I think it's cool. But are you like so? Are you are you a rare synth guy? Like are you col- like collecting? Mm, you know? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I, so the thing about rare synths is they kind of don't exist anymore. The deal is that like the patents on all of the synth synthesizers from the 70s expired. And now there's this company called Behringer that really that, that's run by like a total shithead. I just have to get out. Get out. Yeah, in front of let, it. Like he's a really bad guy. This. Let's get into this, the fucking the synth politics. Uh, he's this really bad guy who has done stuff. He's like sued journalists who have written negative stuff about him. He actually, there's this one guy who writes a lot of journalism about him and he's like made anti-Semitic jokes at the guy's expense. Oh my God. He also, the guy who makes it, who who writes about him is also like an amateur synthesizer. Uh, he like, he like has his own synthesizer brand and the guy from Behringer, whose name is Uli Behringer. And he like, he's like, has this massive, massive empire. Okay. He fucking patented. He like, he like filed a, a trademark on this guy's last name just to be a shithead. So the guy couldn't use his last name. In any- <laughs> God. Yeah. But anyway, 
the reason I brought him up is because since all these patents expired on all these old synthesizers, he's just making them again. He's just like, he's like, okay, so that patent expired on the mini Moog. All right, I'm going to make it. That patent expired on that old Korg. I'm making it again. So like nothing is rare anymore. Gotcha. But would there be like, I mean, there still must be though people who, uh, who, say like well i have an original one like that still has oh, to yeah, count total for something. psychos yeah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um the only thing that like that like hasn't come back that everybody talks about is there's a jesus christ you guys i'm like so i feel so embarrassed no there's i'm a, gonna talk a, about hearthstone after this so. oh don't do <laughs> that a, come on there's a keyboard called the yamaha cs80 it's the one that vangelis used for blade runner oh wow and that is they uh Uli Behringer made a prototype of it, but it hasn't come out yet if it's coming out. And the original is just gigantic and it's like $20,000. That is sort of like the holy grail of synthesizers that everybody right. wants someone to make a copy of. But I think it'll happen soon and then that's basically it. I don't know why PJ's not interested in this. This is fascinating. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> this is good. This is good to me. But I'm a, uh, but I'm a weirdo and I have to listen to Stefan talk about uh, Hearthstone every pe- week or Animal yeah. Crossing. So. I thought you were going to say pee pee and poo poo, which well, is that too. Yeah. Talks about. Uh, both. <laughs> it's never good for me, Alex. So you know this. I uh, I hung out with my family yesterday. It was my mom's birthday. Oh, happy, happy birthday, birthday, Mrs. Heck. Um, and my sister uh, has started listening to the pod again. Uh oh. And she, well, she stopped for a while. And the reason she stopped smart. was she was like, "You you talk about cum and poop and pee too much." Right, and she's your sister, <laughs> so she's like, "I don't like this." I guess so. I yeah. mean, okay. Now let's let's talk about this. If you, because here's what I would say, I would I would not like it if my sibling mm-hmm. was talking about um like sex sure you know like where it's like oh like uh yeah i'm having uh, like i i fuck this person or whatever you know like i that part would make me uncomfortable sure. but you only talk about jacking off yeah and which and, is just like you know do you do we care like to me those are different levels i feel like when i talk about cum it's like just the concept of cum in general true i'm not specifically talking about mine that much i would say i I'm, that's true i'm i'm observing it from a distance Right. Okay. You know? Yeah. So I think that's fine. Okay. So she's listening to all the episodes again, and uh-huh. I think she's going to sign up for the Patreon because she wants to hear your uh, your most embarrassing moment. Oh no! <laughs> uh, I don't. You know what though? I honestly don't need because I I I like your sister and she's yeah. very cool, and I feel like. <laughs> She's also the type of person where the next time I come to your family's like Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever, it's going to be a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that like I have a podcast that like my relatives or like my wife's relatives can listen to. And every once in a while they'll be like, hey, you talked about like your mental health struggles. That was really great. And I'm like, dude, this is like Thanksgiving with my (laughs) in-laws. It is weird too. Like I think when you when you do stuff in the public is what like being a comedian where like I'll have people come and see the show because they know me from Blocked Party, which is amazing. But then also they'll often come up and talk to me after the show. Um, and they know, like, they just, they know me and I don't know it. So it's like this very strange conversation that you have where they're like, oh yeah, I know you did this. Cause like you talked about it on the pod a month ago and you're like, oh yeah, I guess. Yeah. You would know that. <laughs> I did talk about that. I, uh, <laughs> so I, when I was at my parents yesterday, um, I guess my dad had posted some like old photos online. Yeah, of, and I have to say, he looks great. My mom looks great. That's what I was going to say. Okay, your but mom my, looks great. My dad's hair is great. Yeah, he's got the long hair. He's got the big beard. And Good everything. hair, but I mean, okay, Mrs. Hacks, <laughs> this is not all right. Moving on. 
Um, but <laughs> what was very funny was that so. John, and don't get me wrong. All right. <laughs> good. <laughs> so, good looking lady. So to this day. Anyway, but so, I mean, we can okay. say. Whew, okay. Good so, for Mister Hack. All right. So. God damn it. So, John commented on. Uh, one of the photos. <laughs> I and, love this story. And John commented, uh, this is sending me. And my dad was like, well, so John commented on the photo, but I think the comment got like cut off partway. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to explain to them what this is sending me meant. And I think the way I explained it was like, it's just like, we just say it, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah it's hard to really explain. I don't know how to explain it, yeah. but... Um, <laughs> It's sort of like it's sort of like this is unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Essentially. Yeah. Basically, yeah. This yeah. is really So basically, even though you did say she's still very attractive, what you're what you're implying with this is sending me is that well yeah. I think well, I think it was it was the it was the photo of both of them though, I think. Yeah, right? it was more just that the, like the I, look of my dad like yeah. in the seventies with exactly. like the long hair and Yeah, yeah. like I would well, say who did, who did Becca think he was again? Mark Marin. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I sent, I sent, I screen capped it and I cut out, obviously, like I cut out um, Mr. Heck's like Instagram name because I didn't want, because Be Becca follows him too. So I didn't want her to know. And I just sent the photo and I was like, guess who these people are? <laughs> and then she was like, oh, I think I saw this on Twitter. Um, I saw this going around on Twitter. This is, it's Mark Marin, right? <laughs> I was like, no. And then she's like, oh, Oh, and then I, I, she was in the other room when I texted it to her. I could literally hear her go, oh, yeah, oh, my God. And then so she had seen it going around on Twitter, tweeted by Stefan's dad. <laughs> and for Can some I just reason, say how charming it is that you still call him Mr. Heck? It's like the level of formality is really... I mean, I think I just don't Did know you? if he wants his name to be said on the show. Yeah, Maybe it's more—it's more, it's yeah. more like a—it's more like a. I think it's out of it's, respect. It's respect and and in politeness. person, I don't. Yeah. I call him. I call him dipshit, and I kick him in the shin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. All and right. He, thank you for that clarification. Yeah, you're welcome. And he's fine with it. He yeah. loves it. I call him a dipshit. I kick him in the shin, and then I turn to Mrs. Heck and I dip her. Wow. Okay. <laughs> we were looking at baby photos yesterday too. Oh, your baby photos are unbelievable. Right. I was a very fat baby. <laughs> Baby. I was just I was huh. massive. I was huge. Oh, you can't even imagine it considering the you know the bo know. the body he's stuck in now. Uh, I think Dan's gonna send you the the photos right now. Oh please. So the one of you with the pickle so, is unbelievable. Yeah. So I think what's nice about this is that in the in the photo album, there's so on either either page, there's one of me reaching into the toilet. And then the immediate mm -hmm. photo after is me with a pickle in my mouth, but from far enough away, it does look like a piece of poop. So yeah, if you look oh at the God, one after you look another. like Weekly World News fat baby. Yeah, <laughs> I look like Bat Boy. And you, yeah, okay. Here's you reaching into a toilet, and yeah. you, yeah. you look like you're having a blast. I, I love that. <laughs> from an yeah. early age, Stefan was very enthralled with pee pee and poo poo. And yes, the next photo does make it look like you're sucking on a gross. Yes. Toilet. So <laughs> so. But that's not even the, the, the picture. I, I, I got to repost the one of me with my cousin where we were like three months apart. Um, and I guess that is, that's a big difference in, in terms of babies. But I'm seated right next to her and I'm legitimately four times the size of her. <laughs> what the thing about it is like, the thing about it is that your cheeks are just massive and you have like a little tiny mouth. Yeah. 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 Like, like it's, Oh my god! 
There's it's, no neck. No. <laughs> and uh, the only thing I can really think of is the is the story that your dad posted of on me falling on down of you falling down the stairs. I think I have a, I just I, I have a picture of that in the bee suit as well. I mean, like the striped suit <laughs> falling down the stairs. Yeah. yeah. So Alex, I found uh, we we were I was doing some. You know, I figured out on Patreon that like if you click on someone's uh, like profile, you can see things that they've commented on. And so I found Stefan's dad's Patreon and I noticed that he had commented on a post that Amanda Palmer had done about um, just like she was talking about just like raising kids and how it's like really difficult, whatever. And so uh, Stefan's dad tells this story about how uh, he was <laughs> he was uh, warming up some baby bottles, uh, some some baby some bottle nipples or whatever in the kitchen, and he just hears this noise, <laughs> and he thought that Mrs. Heck was with Stefan, and she was nowhere to be found, and the noise was Stefan rolling down the stairs <laughs> from the top, wearing a yellow and black striped <laughs> jumpsuit. <laughs> jumpsuit. So yeah. he said he looked like a bumblebee rolling down the stairs, <laughs> and then as soon the stairs are carpeted. Well, and now when I see these pictures of Stefan, I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder he was completely fine. <laughs> totally insulated. Yeah, yeah exactly. My grandmother likes to tell a story. She thinks that it's like hilarious. She's like, one time I put your father on the top of the refrigerator when I was going in there to get something and he just rolled right off. And she's like, it's super funny. I'm like, I'm like, he could have died. <laughs> I might never have been here. <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, I feel like fridges back in the day were shorter, so... <laughs> Yeah, I, Maybe, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Sure. I mean, it's okay, how short do you think they were? They're still like five feet. <laughs> yeah, still way too tall. Not that much shorter. <laughs> I yeah. mean, even if a baby <laughs> fell off of a bar fridge, that's too far for a baby to fall. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I think it's just bad. A baby falling in general is not. Yeah, it's ideal. not good. Yeah. Damn. That's so funny. Have you ever? Did you ever fall as a baby? Oh man, I mean. I must have, right? Well, the 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 fate. Okay, so like you know, we talk about how you always have stories in your family. So the famous story for me is I was uh, I would have been not quite five yet, or no, I would have been five, and uh, my sister was turning three, and uh, it was her first like birthday party, like so she where she was like having friends over to the house and you know whatever. Like obviously she had had a first and a second birthday party, but this was kind of the first like. You know, my mom had organized games for the little kids to play and stuff like yeah. that. So they're setting up the base or the baseball. They're setting up the birthday party in the house. And they basically tell me, like, you know, fuck off. Like, we're setting up the party, like, go outside, whatever. <laughs> so I go outside to play with some kids on the street and they're playing baseball. So <clears throat> I'm walking up the street and I thought the kid who was at bat uh, saw me oh, coming up. No. And uh, he mm. didn't. So he swung at a ball and smoked me in the eye with the bat. Oh. Ooh. So I am. Like a wooden oh. bat? Wooden bat. Oh. So I am just bleeding everywhere. So. Uh, so the story is, you know, I was a very sensitive kid. So I, you know, I cried a lot and I was all, and I always exaggerated being hurt, which I still do to this day. Um, I don't cry anymore, but like if I even just stub my toe, it's like, you know, the world's ending. And, uh, so I walk in the house and so I'm screaming and my dad just, you know, he was getting out of the shower. My mom was getting ready for the birthday party. So he hears me screaming and he's like, what's wrong? And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm hurt. You know, I'm, I'm really hurt. <clears throat> and my dad's like, you know, figures like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> so then I'm scr- I'm screaming, screaming, and then finally he's like, "Okay, I guess I have to." So he comes downstairs in a towel, like you literally just got out of the shower, and he said, "Like it just looked like a scene out of a horror movie. Like I just had blood all <laughs> oh like just God. dripping down <laughs> my face, all over my shirt, like whatever." They're trying to get set up for this birthday party. My dad's like, "Jesus Christ!" So obviously, yeah, they had to take me to like get stitches. I ended up getting five stitches, um, but yeah, so that was their like whole like oh. Oh, my dad missed my sister's whole birthday party because he had to take me to get stitches. And so that's the famous story that they tell that my dad was just like, oh, yeah, nothing's wrong. And then he comes down and yeah. it looks like the exorcist. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, no, that's 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 nice. But I don't really have like I don't think I have like a fall down story. I mean, yeah. I'm sure it happened, but I don't really I don't yeah. remember if I do. Yeah, we could almost do an entire bonus episode of just like baby stories, I think. <laughs> yeah, just stupid shit. Yeah. What about your you like your kids, Alex? Have you had any like did you ever leave them on the top of the fridge or uh a couple weeks ago, um my son was taking a bath and um I came in and he was like he had just gotten out of the bathtub and I came in and he was sitting on the toilet cuz he'd gotten out and there was like blood on one part of the toilet and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I couldn't figure out what I was like, what happened to you? And he was like, oh, I was, well, I was in the bathtub. I, I was climbing into the sink and I hit my, and I was like, what the, why? And he was like, well, because Polly was trying to bite me. And I was like, that's not, for, don't go into the sink. But like, the problem was I couldn't figure out the, the sort of where the blood originated. But I like, I assumed it was just like a bloody nose that had stopped. So I yeah. like wiped his face off and I was like ready to go. And like, he was just doing his thing. Didn't cry, nothing. And then all of a sudden I like look at him and I'm like, hold on, lift your head up. And he lifted his head up and he had this huge oh. gash on the bottom of his chin. He just nailed himself on his chin. And I was like, I think you need to go to the hospital. And he was like, what, really? <laughs> and so, yeah, we had to go to, we had to go to urgent care. Because he and he had to get it, didn't have to get it. He didn't have to get stitches, but he did have to get it glued shut. Oh man, that's pretty badass, though. That he like wasn't hurt, really, or like wasn't like crying or screaming or anything. Like that's it. I think that cuts are only as bad, like unless it's like actually serious, like it's super bad. Like I think they're only as bad as like a you can see them, yeah. and b your proximity to like people who will give you attention if you're hurting. True. Yeah. Right? True. Yeah. So I wasn't. I. I had. I had left the room so he could like fuck around and play in the tub with his sister yeah and which is what they they tell me to get out every night they're like <laughs> get out because i always tell them not to splash so much so they want me to get out so they can go nuts <laughs> and then um and so i wasn't there and he still wanted to play and couldn't see the injury yeah so i think to him he was like oh i bumped my bumped my chin right but instead it was just like a gigantic gash it was really gross oh damn God. My dad, well, speaking of the bath, that is the other famous story in my family as, and very on brand for this podcast <laughs> is my, I think, you know, <clears throat> when my parents, uh, you know, they, they grew up in like their parenting style was very much the like old school patriarchal division of labor type thing. Like my dad worked and my mom stayed home and took care of us. So my mom kind of, you know, did most of the things and my dad very rarely bathed us. That was kind of my mom's job. And so she just let him he just let her do that whatever so one night for whatever reason my dad is the one who's watching us in the bath 
And I think it was just me. I, I don't know if my sister was in the bath or not, but we're there and um, I just take a shit in the bath. <laughs> just take a full, just take a full shit in the bath. And I guess like my dad didn't really like he was looking away or something like that. And then by the time he looks back, there's just like a log just floating in the, in the tub. And so he said, he's like, I still to this day don't know. But he's like, I just immediately just like picked it up and threw it in the toilet. <laughs> And, and then just let you guys bathe and keep going. No, no. But like, well, maybe I don't actually know. I should ask him that actually, whether that, cause that was, yeah, he was just like, I'd still, he's like, I don't know if it's just like fatherly instinct or like, it never occurred to me like, Oh, get you guys out. You know, let's maybe pick this up with a bag or something. Like he's like, I literally just bare hand grabbed it, threw it in the toilet, whatever. And so, yeah, both of my kids have crapped in the toilet. <laughs> Did you both did you, by themselves did you, did you and barehand it though, or? Oh no! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got them both out. Yeah. I put them in the shower. I emptied the the tub, and then I got a paper. I'm like, not a. Your dad's a savage. That's crazy. <laughs> I would never, never pick up human poop with my bare hands voluntarily. Oh, and you shouldn't. I mean, I don't know what was going through. I guess his he was mind, thinking that yeah. it was in the bath, so it was clean. <laughs> that must have been right. There's yeah. like soap and stuff in there. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. That's that must be exactly yeah. what it was. I think this, no, this is a like clean there. turd. Yeah, yeah. Still, like, I don't want. I don't. I don't want to pick up my cat's turds. Like, I <laughs> oh definitely yeah, want to pick up a person's turds. Oh, I, I wouldn't either. I think I'm, I'm gonna throw this down. I think cat turds are worse than dog turds. They smell worse. They, no question it's about shocking it. Shocking how much worse. Well, I guess part of it is that cats crap inside. And yes, so yeah, they're inside. I think if that's if really dogs crapped inside, it would be worse probably. Probably. Um, so I, I think I'm. I'm just. I, I think context. If you're. If you're taking. We're. We're just delving into this here. Yeah. If, if just in like a in like a vacuum in like a in like a sterile lab environment, right? Right. Th- you want think, dogs to poo in a vacuum? No. Okay. I think the dog shit would be worse in that case. But given that dogs poop outside and cats poop in a little box inside, and I live inside a little box also. <laughs> yeah, the cats. It's so little much box worse. is just a box inside yeah. your small box. It's, I mean, that's what worse. I was going to say is that you, you very famously live in like a, like a 200 foot yeah. square foot apartment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and the cat is fine with it because she just sits on the couch all day and, you know, we let her out on the deck occasionally to, to get some fresh air, but she just, I mean, she's a cat, so she just lays down all day. But sometimes we, and we got a little like uh, a little like wooden container for the litter box with like a door and everything so she can kind of like go in there and and that keeps most of the the smell in but there are times where uh like she stole and ate an entire salmon burger the other day oh my god and then wow. the next two days it was just like i I, I couldn't deal with it it like the smell was so bad it woke us up <laughs> so. i think the problem i have is that i have no respect for cats as animals no so it makes me so it pisses me off because then i'm like okay I already hate you. Yeah. And you now you smell this bad. Yeah. Well, so I think for me what it is, I I like cats, but the best cats, and I think most people would agree with this, the best cats are ones that behave like dogs or have like dog-like personalities. Like sure. they're very affectionate. They like to play. Um, you know, they don't I, I mean, Kiki does attack us. It's very funny. Kiki will hunt Irene through the apartment. Oh, nice. She'll like hide behind the couch and like jump out at her and uh it's 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 fun for me. Right. Yes. Um, why do you think that is? Like, she wants she she wants to play. She just wants to yeah, play. She wants to play. But why Irene and not you? I guess is what I'm. You know what it is? Is that she'll do it to me, and then I will 
I'll just ignore her. Right. You'll kick her in the face. Well, no. I, so pull her tail. No. And... So I will like she'll 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 jump out of me. She'll pounce and she'll like bite my leg, and I'll just ignore it, and then she'll stop. Hmm. But with Irene, Irene like screams and runs away, which is like exactly what the cat wants to happen. Right. And and now the cat Kiki knows she's gonna get that reaction, so she keeps hunting Irene, and Irene keeps. I keep telling her, I'm like, just don't, just don't react. But yeah, it's not happening. <laughs> uh, and Irene doesn't really have far to run. So no, because of the, the small apartment yeah. again. Yeah, so. she runs away, and then Kiki's like, well. She's yeah. just, she's still right yeah. there. Yeah. She's on the other side of the only room in yeah. this place. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I just like, okay, cats are fine, but I just, I don't know. It's too much for me. You're walking cats. back that take a little bit, I think. Well, I think people will get mad at me. Yeah. So I'm trying to, they will, they definitely yeah. will. So I'm trying to guard myself a little bit. I think that's smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's reasonable. I'm not a big dog person, but that's like. I would say that's understating how I feel about dogs. I'm not going to go that far in public. I don't want people to get mad. Oh, and dogs, dogs. You can't say anything about dogs. No. I feel like cats, you like people will not like it, but they'll at least, I think most people are like, okay, I can get why you feel that way about cats. Yeah. But people do not. And you, you can even be like, well, like, you know, when I was a kid, like a dog viciously attacked me and, 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 you know. I was within an inch of my life and people would be like, yeah, but they're dogs, dude. Okay. Yeah. So it, like, that's not, that's not it for me. I just, the idea of having to like follow behind someone and put my hand in a bag and then pick up their poop. Like that's, I'm all set on that. Also wet dogs smell disgusting. Oh yeah. They do. They yeah. really so, do. Yeah. No, that's true. Well, and I mean, Stefan, your, your parents dog, if you want to. Oh, that, yeah. Discuss this. Yeah. Sam. Um, well, <laughs> I tweeted about this. Yeah. From the, and then you also sent me a picture, which I did not appreciate. Well, that's not entirely true. I sent Dan the picture, too. Well, yeah, but it was in a, in a chat that only Dan and I are in, and you. <laughs> oh, okay. I see. Yeah, okay. So you um, would know that I would see it. Yeah. But so... You, so like, like you could have just DM'd it to Dan, Alex, but you, instead you were... You know how dogs will, like, lick themselves? Yes. And that's, like, normal, and cats do it, too. I obviously, like, that's... Everyone's used to that. I have never seen this before, which is uh, Sam full on like red rocket, like that was unsheathed, and it was flop. It was just this pink slimy. It was flopping around, and he was sucking on it, putting the entire thing in his mouth. God damn it! Just like you know, Stefan. Usually, I am on board wherever you go. <laughs> Somehow you get me on the show, and it's just like you, you just step across the bridge too far. And it's fucking so disgusting. Yeah, and so now you can imagine Alex. He literally posts in our group DM, uh, hey, you guys want to see a picture of my dog sucking its own dick? And I was like, no, I don't want to see that. And, of course, Dan is like, yeah, I want to see that. And Seven's like, all right, well, 50-50, good enough. <laughs> I'll just throw it right in there. And then <laughs> and then Stefan was like, Stefan said, I've never seen a dog do this before. And I was like, I wish I had never seen a dog do it before. I this my life would have been great if it just stayed that way forever. Yeah. But sound off in in the in the replies on Twitter and um in the Discord if you would like to see this and we can make an, a separate channel in the Discord. Well, we still have the it. picture of the human poop in John's apartment. I could put channel. it in there. Yeah. No. We'll we'll repurpose that channel. So there's a channel that's just for the poop in your apartment. Yes, the yeah, because some people wanted to see it and some didn't, so we made a channel in, in our Discord for it, and then it was kind of I think supposed to sort of turn into like a gross, gross channel. channel, yeah. But I think people, 
understand that like I don't like I don't support that and <laughs> so it hasn't gotten really that gross so this is the famous time that there's poop in the elevator and all over the place yeah correct yes okay and right. so yeah like if you want to see a picture of it um, it's in there it's in it's, it's pinned, it's pinned to the top it's of the pinned. channel it's yeah. pinned I'm all the, set <laughs> it's pinned to the top <laughs> of the channel but uh. speaking of crazy things on the internet let's move on to our social media updates Alex, we always like to start with the guest. What's going on on your social media? Uh, so these are strange times we're living in. Everybody's very angry. Um, I, I don't think anybody knows exactly where to to place that anger. It feels like it's coming out in strange ways. For me specifically, it's coming out in like unbelievably incoherent rage at um, the New York Times editorial section. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I, I don't know if you guys have, have, have watched, followed this over the past week, but it's just been absolute fucking mayhem it keeps getting Um, worse and worse every time there's a new post about it too right well i mean so specific i mean specifically they published an uh, an op-ed from um tom cotton who's an arkansas senator congressman senator 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 who basically he he said like the military should intervene in these protests and i mean it it, it was just like the most incredibly fascistic disgusting thing i've ever read and it was after he had posted the thing about giving them no quarter and right. basically saying they should shoot the protesters. Yeah. Very healthy and, and, way for a country to act. Just bring in the and, military and, and shoot the protesters. Sorry, go ahead, Alex. No, go ahead. And, and so, you know, the Times has really pretty strong rules, I think, about criticizing the paper publicly. <clears throat> but Times reporters all sort of banded together and were like, this endangers the black employees of this company posting this, posting this thing. And James Bennett, who is the editor of the of the op-ed page uh basically posted this long defense of why they post why they decided to publish this and then the following day the paper came out and apologized for it in an article in which they said that that james bennett had never actually read the article prior to its publication yeah yeah it was the guy it wasn't it like a a 25 year old who used to work in the weekly standard and yeah well, then weren't so, they saying, too, that it ended up that they asked Cotton to write it? I heard that as yes, well. Yes, that, that they asked him based on his tweets to write it. <laughs> yeah. But did you see Tom Cotton's response to it? Yeah, he was, like, loving it. He was loving all the He was, the, it. He the was like, how's everything going at the New York Times, guys? I'm so excited that, you know, there you had a, more cancellations in an hour than any time in history as yeah. a result of my thing. Like, he just was, like, it, was, it, like, threw into such relief how bad faith it was. Yeah. But it, as a result people are really putting all of the sort of like obnoxious conservative uh, opinion writers at the times on blast in like very entertaining ways. So um, Barry Weiss posted this very full throated defensive speech and like blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, even if you don't like people's opinions, you should hear it from them no matter what. And then this guy, Joel Anderson, I think his name was. Yeah. Hold on just a second. Joel Anderson. Uh, Joel Anderson, whose wife works or worked at the Times, she said she she uh, he responded to her thread by saying, "You've got some nerve, given that you reported my wife to her boss because she p- politely declined to meet with you for coffee." Oh, <laughs> uh, it just she's yeah, just like a total like hall monitor, basically. Yeah, these are people who, who these are people whose like raison d'etre is like, listen, it doesn't matter. Uh, 
It doesn't matter what people say. You have to let them say it no matter what. But then Barry Weiss has this very, very long tradition of trying to shut down pro-Palestinian professors at at Columbia when she went there. She's now harassing people at the newspaper, apparently. Like, it's just so hollow. They are the most unbelievably, like, fragile fucking people on the planet. And then... uh, Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's it's uh, like just just all the stuff about yeah the 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 Palestinian uh, like protesters at, at the college, and then I'm just imagining like okay, like would the New York Times ever publish uh, an op-ed calling to abolish the police? Like uh, I I doubt it. Yeah. Maybe now that that they've gotten dinged so bad, but I seriously doubt it. Yeah. But then but then did you see there is a there's a writer who who has written for the Times before named Wajad Ali? Did you re- see that thread that he posted about Brett Stevens? No. Oh boy. I mean, Apparently, I love anything dunking on Brett Stevens. So Brett Stevens, famously the bedbug guy. Yeah. Everybody. I don't get need to get anybody up to speed. If you listen to Black Party, you know all about Brett yeah. Stevens. Yeah. Um. Apparently, there is a very specific call, like carve out in the orientation for new writers <clears throat> where they tell them <clears throat> you are specifically and pointedly not allowed to criticize Brett Stevens on social media <laughs> because he will go to your editor. He will bother other people until some reprisal is taken against you. And again, this is the same fucking guy who complains nonstop about how colleges are stifling conservative voices and like the 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 marketplace of ideas is totally bereft or totally totally broken because uh certain people aren't getting enough uh, attention and blah 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 it's really uh, let me find the thread hold on just a second the the Barry Weiss um, thing is so funny too because in her thread she was like and this like this is what happens because she was mad at people complaining about about the Tom Cotton thing <clears throat> and she was I think she said this is what happens when the people uh, who like protest free speech or whatever in college end up in positions of power and it's kind of like well if they were in positions of power wouldn't the article not have been published in the first place like, I feel like if if you're in positions of power, you're not complaining about something that happened after the fact. You're preventing yeah, exactly. it from happening. <clears throat> here, here, this guy, Wajahad Ali, wrote, this was on June 5th. I appreciate the New York Times listening to its employees, especially people of color, and suggesting that the work culture will change. In that spirit, let me tell you how many live in fear of the, quote, Brett Stevens policy. So many have been contacted by editors because Brett has whined or complained. This is so common that there's now a community of us writers and editors whom Brett has narked on because he was upset that they were critical of one of his many terrible takes. We usually got contacted by a high-ranking editor and given a warning to be mindful of their social media policy. He's even emailed the masthead complaining about fellow editors and writers. As a result, many walk on eggshells when it comes to him. There's a simmering resentment and feelings of a real double standard. People fear for their jobs so they remain quiet. A writer who recently joined told me during the orientation and social media overview there was a carve-out dedicated to Brett Stevens. I'm saying this because there's so many people because so many people w- want to but were afraid to go on the record. I never met the man. I have nothing against him personally. Um, and then it says blah blah blah. Let's see. Final update. Numerous people have messaged asking what will happen. We assume nothing but remain hopeful and want to be proven wrong. Those who asked, why is there such a consistent double standard for him and others? And the answer, no one knows. No one understands it. That's yeah. incredible. I mean, I think it's it's something that we that I see in the comedy community as well, 
where you have this uh, cabal of like, you know, free speech comedians who believe that you should be able to joke about anything and talk about anything. And they are always the first ones who cry bully when they're being told they can't do like when when other people exercise their own free speech against them. They're always the first people who are like, well, you're bullying me. You're, you're being a bully. Why are you bullying me? And it's like, it yeah, feels it's, like that's like the same thing that's happening here. And with like Brett Stevens, obviously the same kind of thing where he has all these terrible takes and believes in, you know, everyone should be able to have their, their day in court or have their own opinion or whatever. But then as soon as it's not in agreement with him, it's like, oh, they're bullying me. They're, they're, they're being mean to me. Why are they saying this about me? And it's like, holy shit. Like, I don't understand how, like, you can just talk out of both sides of your mouth like that. Anyway, I think these guys are like corporate welfare assholes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they basically are like have no skills and are just living off of the largesse of big corporations. And the only way that would ever change is if people knew their salaries. So I have posted a tweet that says if anybody <laughs> wants to tell me their salaries, they can do so through many secure uh, through many secure channels and I won't out them. There you go. So <laughs> if I find out I, I seriously doubt that I have the suction to like get anybody to actually give this information to me. But a guy can dream because, you know, they're making 250 grand or more a year. Oh, they're making oh, more yeah, than for sure. Way for more sure. Than, than reporters. Are. Yeah. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I loved um, one of my, just one of my favorite tweets of the whole thing was uh, from past guest Taylor Lorenz, who's the you know tech writer at the New York Times and an online culture writer. And Barry Weiss just went on that long diatribe or whatever. And she just wrote nope <laughs> to like the last tweet that <laughs> i was just like it's just mwah, so beautiful <laughs> don't bother getting in an argument with them whatever just like she knows she's a writer at at the times as well so she has you know a bit of cachet obviously with what and that comes with that and to just be to just say nope is was like perfect for me i love that she's the best yeah she's the best she's and great. like i really i hope that the dam has broken on people not being able to criticize these clowns anymore like i really hope that we've gotten to a point where like you know, they can say that these people are assholes, but better than that, maybe they just don't write anymore. That would, that's my dream. That like, would be ideal. Rap, yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be so beautiful. Yeah. Um, speaking of speaking your mind, Stefan, your, your social media update is a real, this is my favorite is a fun one. Uh, video uh, in a long time. Uh, I saw it on Twitter. The uh, caption for it was just, uh, this is like insanely cathartic. And this was taken uh, and Alex, I'm, I'm sure you've seen some of these at least. Uh, there was the LAPD uh, commission like Zoom call where people were calling in for like nine hours and just like yelling at the cops and like the police yeah. chief. Um, and there was. And so here, can you explain like what was the what was the sort of because I didn't I didn't really see anyone mm -hmm. talk about like what was the impetus for that? Like, was it their whole thing was just like, we want to give you a voice or whatever? Well, I think it was partially that, but I think it's also like a city council meeting. So it happens like once a month or whatever. That's my understanding. And oh, I see. And so in the mm. past, you could go there in person, but that's not like right. Not, not many people do it's like that. a town hall. Yeah, I think that's essentially what it is, I believe. But gotcha. it's, it's for the police commission. Um, and obviously, because of covid, they have, they're doing it over Zoom. Right. And so you can see all the cops and, and police chief Michael Moore, very funny name for a, a police chief. Yes. Also. Um, and they're just looking uh, at the camera and and like a lot of people are like, well, maybe they had maybe this was like muted. Maybe, maybe they're not listening or whatever. But you can tell just from like some of the little reactions, like the look away from the camera or just like a little sigh or something like they're definitely listening. Um, and this is one guy in particular. Uh, and it's like 30 seconds long because I think at this point. 
I believe they it was like eight or nine hours of, of calls, and they're just sitting there just getting screamed at for eight or nine hours. It was wonderful. I think there was one pro cop call the entire time. <laughs> uh, and it was probably just one of them turning their camera off and making the call themselves. <laughs> they got their, their wife to call from the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But So it started out, I think everyone had two minutes or a minute and a half to talk, and then eventually they are like, well... We have like thousands of people waiting to call and we got to lower it to 30 seconds. And this guy uh, really made use of his uh, 30 seconds. So Alex, if you have the watch together open. uh, I do. Here we go. Black Lives Matter defund the police. I find it disgusting that the LAPD is slaughtering peaceful protesters on the street. I had two friends go to the protest in Beverly Hills a couple of days ago and the protest was peaceful. And so the police showed up with their excessive violent force shooting rubber bullets and throwing tear gas. Is this what you think of protecting and serving? Because I think it's bullshit. Fuck you, Michael Moore. I refuse to call you an officer or a chief because you don't deserve those titles. You are a disgrace. Suck my dick and choke on it. I yield my time. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) The fuck you at the end is maybe the greatest reading of a fuck you I've ever heard. It's incredible. I yield my time. Fuck you is really (laughs) funny. I yield my time, especially because he says that and he's got like four seconds yeah. left. Like what? There's, it's like it's so perfect. I yield my time. I mean, I love it. It everything about it, it really is, great. is so cathartic. Yeah. Uh, um, Mayor De Blasio has a monthly, I think it's monthly uh, thing he does on the public radio station in New York where I used to work called Ask the Mayor, where the sort of like morning uh, local morning show host has him on for half an hour. Yeah. And. Most of the time, no one gives a shit. Yeah. And he did it on Friday. (laughs) And wow, was it a strange thing to behold. Because it's, it's this guy who has like a very contentious relationship with the police in New York. Um I, I, de Blasio's relationship with the police is not great. Yeah. I remember when they they all, they all turned around when he was giving a speech and yeah. So I, I don't know if you know this, but uh, so the, the Sergeant's Benevolent Association, which is basically like the, the cop union in New York, doxed uh, his daughter. I saw that. Last yeah. week. Yeah. So so like, yes, they have a very bad relationship, but he has to stand behind them for some reason. He, he, he stands behind them very strongly. Yeah. Because so the they have riot th- shields and riot gear on. So he feels <laughs> like that's the best place to stand. Yeah. <laughs> so so the whole the whole thing was people calling and being like I was at the I was at the the thing I saw someone get clubbed in the back of the head for no reason what the what the fuck are you doing and him basically just like saying like look the thing you saw wasn't actually what you saw you really have to look at the whole context of these things and like just all of my friends be like contacting me at once it was like a it was like a uh, an avalanche of, of DMs and tweets and so on and so forth, just being like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> yeah, like, I, How I, could he possibly be saying I this? I saw a post about it where, because I think people like the actual host of the show. Oh, he's a, he is, I can say both as a person who knows him in real life and as a person who listens to the show, Brian Lehrer is a fucking angel and should be protected at all costs. Yeah. So God I, save Brian Lehrer. I, I saw a post that was like, it's it's a really weird vibe because everyone's calling in being like, hey, Brian Lehrer, we love you. You're the best. Fuck you, Mayor de Blasio. <laughs> Just like immediately switching tone. Oh, yeah. I got to listen to some of those as well. The Zoom call. There's a lot of other uh, really good clips from um, the the Zoom meeting. Will Weldon called in and had, oh, had yeah. a very good one as well. Um, 
But yeah, listen to some of the longer ones too, because there, there's people who are going off for like two minutes so and, and just obviously they've they've written this stuff down and it's like a perfect storm because they're not on camera either, right? And so they're not maybe not going to feel as nervous. They're reading it off off uh, a piece of paper or whatever, and right. like they're just nailing it every single time. So so good, very cathartic. The New York radio show reminds me of um, it sounds a lot like our Patreon exit surveys. <laughs> <laughs> love you Stefan hey fuck you John <laughs> taking my five dollars elsewhere <laughs> but uh, in, at least in this case I'm not uh, like you know yeah you're not, you're not enabling police brutality peaceful protesters yeah. and enabling yeah exactly yeah uh, yeah I mean it's just so it's so weird too because like you would think that like I guess it's good obviously in a way because the you know it's the government saying hey we're serving the public and we have to listen to you as part of this town hall or we have to do this radio show or whatever but you would think with all of the other like laws and other things that they're ignoring that they would have to see what was coming and just be like yeah we're not doing this now. yeah i was you know what i mean like it's kind of it. surprising to me like the mayor thing too like i i can think of like a local equivalent where um uh, you know, Jim Benning used to go on the radio like once a week to talk about the Canucks. And yeah. then when the Canucks were bad, he canceled it. And he was like, okay, well, I'm not going on the radio anymore because people are just calling in and being like, why the fuck did you make that trade, you piece of shit? You know, and then he's like, okay, well, I just won't do it anymore. And so like you would think that on something as trivial as sports where the GM of the Canucks is like, well, I'm not going to do a radio hit anymore. You yeah. would think that, you know, the mayor who realizes like, I'm probably going to get yelled at. Like, what are the chances he does another one? Like, what are the chances he does next month's? Yeah, Chris Christie frequently used to guest on this sports radio show. I don't know if he still does because, like, I don't know anything about sports. But there were like off often after the show was on, it would be there would be these clips of people being like, they'd be like, "You won't believe what people said to the governor," and because they call up to talk nominally about New Jersey sports, and they'd be like, "You're a fat asshole who doesn't know how to govern." Uh, it's so wild. Yeah, I'm just surprised. I mean, it's good. Like, it's it's good that people are having their voices heard. But I just wonder how much further we get down the line. We're just all of this as they realize, like, because I think it, I, what I'm trying to get at is I just think that, like, sometimes the older generation really doesn't understand what's happening on the Internet. Yeah. Like, they don't get they don't get what's going on on the Internet. So they don't under they can't see this coming. Yeah. You know, people like us who are poison, our brains have been poisoned for years we can see this we can see this coming a mile away but they're just like oh well it's like a town hall like what's you know maybe yeah a it'll be like the normal council yeah, meeting you know a couple people, people yell at us or whatever yeah. about like what you, you know <laughs> like it just so that's the part that you know and now that they've done it i wonder look it's yeah. going to be interesting to see going forward how many of the, these things are actually going to happen yeah. you know no that's a good point john your uh, social well, media well speaking update? of sports okay. my, mine is in the realm of sports uh and also a uh you know, related to what we were talking about, this is kind of low key one of my favorite uh, social media things that has come out in the whole, uh, you know, in the wake of all the protests and the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, so Boogie Cousins uh, is a famous basketball player, uh, and he's one of those athletes. And Alex, you don't know anything about sports, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners don't either. Um, there are athletes uh, over time who are uh, very good at their chosen profession, 
but they just look like they're not trying or that they don't care. Yeah. Like for what it's just like a combination of like their face, the way they move. They're just it's so just, good. That it's they're just, just so good. It's and, natural. Yeah. And they just look like they don't care, even though they're like one of the best athletes in the world. And, and that's the case for DeMarcus Cousins. He just like, mm-hmm. he looks like he doesn't care when he gives interviews. He kind of has this sort of laissez-faire attitude. Sort of a chubbier guy. Chubbier guy. Doesn't necessarily look like an athlete. And of course he's black. So that probably factors into it as well. And so, but, but he has kind of a reputation, like people have a preconceived notion about him being lazy or yeah. Like I yeah, think he's, he's had injury problems. He's too. had injury problems in the last couple years, but at the time he was like a star player for the Sacramento Kings. He was their best player. The Kings were really good. The Kings weren't very good, but he was like a perennial all-star, extremely good player. So, uh, this is the, this tweet is from, uh, at Mike Beauvais. Uh, and it just says Boogie Cousins waited for three years, but he got his revenge. This is some cask of Amontillado shit. <laughs> and so he posts. So it's a very literary. Yes. Yeah, so it's a it's a string of four tweets. So the first tweet is a screen cap of an article from February 20th, 2017. And the title, the headline is King's broadcaster rips DeMarcus Cousins for being a, quote, dark cloud over the team. And then the sub lead is Grant Napier did not wait long to rip the now former king. Okay, so that's obviously the the broadcaster in question, Grant Napier. So then the mm-hmm. next tweet is from uh, May 31st, 2020. And this is just from DeMarcus Cousins at Grant Napier show. What's your take on Black Lives Matter? Just apropos of nothing, yeah. just tweets this at Grant Napier. Grant Napier quote tweets this. Hey, how are you? Thought you forgot about me. Haven't heard from you in years. All caps. All lives matter. Every single one. Next tweet. KHTK announces it is parting ways with Grant Napier. <laughs> oh! oh my God. So it's like Boogie Cousins knew this. And like a lot of people are commenting on this tweet saying that like Grant Napier has been using like coded language for years. He's like clearly racist and that was like part of why he hated boogie cousins so much and so it was like boogie Mm. cousins sat on this knowledge for three years he knew grant napier was gonna say something stupid about black lives set this trap and then he got fucking fired and it is just so it's so good Uh, i mean you just can't for someone who loves sports and loves social justice this is just like such a beautiful and then like and it was so funny because napier like like then so he gets fired and then he starts tweeting like trying to not even walk it back be like well you know it was my time anyway and i've been doing this for a long time like and just completely ignoring all of this it was just oh, oh i loved every second of it it was beautiful that's incredible that's amazing yeah. i love that wow yeah. so, that's i think that's going to be just based on the fact that there's no sports this year that's going to be the, the sports <laughs> moment of the year yeah that'll be like it, it'll they'll show it at the like when they do the sports center year in review that's, i've been they'll thinking show, about that like what are they going to show they'll show that? that tweet and then just like five boogie cousins dunks yeah. just from like over the course of history and that'll be the <laughs> that'll be the whole thing it was beautiful so yeah grant napier uh, got blocked from his job. And speaking of being blocked, let's move on to our block tale. What did you tweet? You brought receipts. Block tale. Woo. No longer can see that post. It's a block tale. Woo. You probably deserved it. It's a block tale. All right, Alex, uh, what do you have for us? 
So this is, I actually had to, I thought this was going to be easy, but it took me a long time. I had to dig way through the my, my past. So I have my Twitter set to delete every two weeks. Okay. Just because um, I'm a dumb asshole and I feel like <laughs> I don't want my dumb assery to like live out there in perpetuity. Yeah. But um, uh, there, was, there was this exchange I had. It was actually in uh, June of 2016. So this is now... Four four years ago, and it was like one of I I I came to Twitter kind of late, so like I wasn't used to people, um, going on there and 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 people who I didn't know contacting me and like getting mad about an opinion that I had, um, but that's like a thing that is very very commonplace on Twitter. It was just <laughs> yeah. it just like caught me off guard in this particular instance because this person was amazing, and I wish I had a screenshot of what I'd actually said, but I do not. That, are, that inspired this person's response. Um, or And I don't have their response either. Uh, but it was this, a guy whose username was Zappin Liberals. Okay. <laughs> Zappin <laughs> underscore Liberals. I mean, I, I like it already. So this guy is definitely out there Zappin Liberals. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I don't, I, I'm sure whatever I said was not super controversial, but he 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 got mad at me. And the thing that I screenshot, what started is, what where it starts is me me just saying like, saying to Zappin Liberals, because I thought the name was hilarious, where my screenshot starts is me saying, uh, okay, stay zapped. That's like my response to him. <laughs> yeah. Okay, stay zapped. And he and his response to that is, uh, no, zapping. Because he's zapping liberals. Right. And then I, and then I was like, uh, and then I was like, um, be, and then I responded, be a zapped man. And his response was, no, I, I zap. <laughs> And then I, I responded, no, you don't. <laughs> and he, he responded, consider yourself zapped. To which I responded, no, you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then Zapp and Liberals wrote, negative, never zapped. <laughs> to which I responded, I'm zapping you right now. <laughs> and then he wrote, you're not zapping anything. Laters. <laughs> Laters? And then I wrote, I'm zapping you, buddy. Wow. Zap, zap, zap. Oh, my God. But by that point, he had blocked me. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, zapping liberals has since been suspended. I'm sure. Oh, I'm we sure, hate to see uh, it. He, he escalated his zapping to <laughs> potential threats on yeah. people's lives. <laughs> <laughs> but just the idea that there's a guy out there who's just like, who's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to create a fucking account. I'm going to call myself Zapping Liberals. I'm going to go zap some fucking liberals. That's incredible. Oh, my God. And that's, it's, that, it's, that, it's, the st it's the strategy that our, our friend CJ does. And, and he's, he's not like of, of just um, – and we've talked about it on the show before too. And, and you, you just like picked up on it naturally back in 2016 of just being like, no, you're not. No, I'm not. I didn't say that. <laughs> you're not – like just, just completely – even in the face of like – it's very obvious like what happened or whatever and just just denying it or just throwing it back in their face and it infuriates them because it's not I just can't imagine being I just can't imagine being like no listen you need to fucking stop because I don't get zapped I do the zapping yeah. yes okay do you understand me I've never I'm been zapper. zapped I'm zapping liberals yeah. I've never been zapped and I will never be zapped <laughs> like it's a very uh, it's very Trumpian 
It's very like, well, I've, ne- I've never been zapped. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking Zapping? I would never be zapped. I've never have been and zapped. And I gotta say, room. like, I'm not a person who toots his own horn a lot, but I zapped that fucking Oh, you, yeah, <laughs> you zapped <laughs> the hell out of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it, his account got suspended, so obviously he got, he got yeah. fucking zapped. Yeah, but also the fact that he blocked you, too. That's my favorite thing yes. of, of, of these type of uh, characters online, is they're always going to talk a big game, but they're always the ones who end up blocking you as well. Yeah. I, oh, I, totally. I saw... On on the walk over here today, um, Chris James was getting into it with someone. Uh, <laughs> of course, <laughs> you don't say. And the guy was like, uh, uh, he was he he did like the the Jeopardy style thing. Like, uh, I'll take uh, things you wouldn't ta- say to my face for a thousand dollars, Alex. Oh, yeah, and yeah. it's like, of all the people to say that to, I I would <laughs> I'll bet a thousand dollars right now. I'm. I've never been more sure of something in my life that Chris would say all of these things to your face and more. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love. I love Chris James. I think that he is hilarious. I think his show. Is, I think his podcast is funny. I think his YouTube show is funny. Um, some of his prank phone calls are actually just him calling someone and being like, "Your ideas are terrible. I yeah. fucking hate you." <laughs> yeah. Not a not a prank in the strictest sense. No, just a person who like is speaking his truth. <laughs> Well, there was uh, uh, our our friend Jesse, uh, Jesse Farrar, called JJ this week, and it's in the new uh, Not Even a Show uh, episode, and it was it's literally just <laughs> Jesse being like, hey, do you think the reason uh, your show isn't very popular is because you're an inarticulate racist who can't form like a proper sentence? And JJ just was just like, no, no, just like stammering. And it's, uh, yeah, again, that's not like a prank per se it's more just like my your opinion of someone but <laughs> it's harass it's just harassment yeah but yeah. it's right it's also very funny oh these are these people should be harassed yeah. don't get it's me funny, wrong and it's also accurate yeah yeah so yeah, oh, yeah absolutely yeah, totally. uh, yeah i think it is i mean i've known chris a long time uh i've played sports with chris um and uh i i've never seen chris get in a fight with someone like physically but chris is definitely a just give me an excuse kind of guy yes so whether he would even win the fight i don't know but the idea of like you wouldn't say this to my face is very funny because i mean he would definitely would i've i've (laughs) talked about this on the show before so you, you may have heard this before alex but the quintessential chris story to me was when he was on my soccer team yeah, we were yeah. playing uh, a team uh, and, and their team captain was the, the mayor of Vancouver at the time, uh, Gregor Robertson. And uh, Chris, as soon as he saw that Gregor was on the team, Chris just, just took it upon himself. He's like, I am going to ruin his day and just <laughs> shit talk him shit talked him mercilessly <laughs> yeah. and not not about soccer but like about his policies and about his like housing policies to the point wow. where the mayor had to go up to the the urban rec person on the on the sideline because we don't actually have refs in our league and and like stopped play and was like you need to get this guy off me stop him <laughs> shit talking me and it, oh my God. it was it was wonderful it was un, like he got under his skin it was oh, it was beautiful just to be clear chris if you're listening to this i do like that about you i don't <laughs> 
And I don't. And I do think that you would beat me up. So I don't want to start a fight. He doesn't. He doesn't listen. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> we have a great uh, block tale this week as well uh, from a listener, uh, our listener block. And this is great. This was actually sent in through our website. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, but our website got a full redesign uh, by listener Dylan. Uh, thank you very great. much, yeah, Dylan. It's fantastic. Dylan. Uh, and there's it's got links to everything on there, uh, some show notes. And we, we got to do more with it. I That's on me. But uh, we got some show notes. We got links to all of our merch and our Patreon. And we also have a contact form. So if you can't remember the email that I say on the show every single week you can go to the website and send it what in is the there. website uh blockedparty.com okay yeah uh so this comes in from caitlin and uh, i like that uh when you send in a block tail from the website uh you have to enter a subject and the subject is just uh it just says from caitlin subject some dipshit named philip <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good uh good start uh so she said uh I had been thinking, in light of everything going on, what an impact being a little kid during the LA riots had on my life. So I tweeted, talk to your kids about the protests. I was a little kid during the LA riots and my mom explained them to me. When I went back to school and the principal said our teacher was a quote hero because she was going to testify in court against some protesters, I knew she was a piece of shit. Within a few seconds, a guy I didn't know replied, sounds like your mom is a piece of shit. I replied simply, my mom rocks so much. I clicked on his profile and realized he had blocked me essentially for reporting that my mom rocks. <laughs> <laughs> this was very funny. So I told my brother who quote tweeted him to let him know that our mom is pretty cool. And then other people who know my mom all jumped in to agree that my mom is cool. She rocks, etc. My mom rarely goes on Twitter, but she did that day and saw our friend saying she was a good mom. And I have to thank this dipshit because he created a nice way for all of us to agree that she rules. I love the show, Caitlin. That's so nice. So nice. That's so that wholesome. And I've seen some of the, like, one of the tweets was like, uh, I know the mom in question, 14 out of 10 mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty solid. I love the statement, I know the mom in question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so if you want to send in a, uh, a block to the show, you can do so at blocked at blockedparty.com. Or you can just simply visit blockedparty.com, fill out the block form, and we will get it. Uh, before we get into uh, our our plugs and everything, um, we got a great message uh, from WAVA, Women Against Violence Against Women. Some of you may know that uh, we raised some money uh, for them with a raffle earlier, I guess about a month ago now. And uh, we raised almost $4,500 for the charity, and they were amazed, they said, that for a third party fundraiser. They, they never raise that much money and it's all due to an amazing community that, that we have around the show. And we thank you guys for that. And they wanted to reach out and thank all of our listeners personally. So, uh, a couple of the people over at wave sent us a nice message and, uh, we're going to play that for you now. Hi, I'm Emily and I'm Natty. And we work at wave rape crisis center, which is the largest sexual assault center in British Columbia. Yeah, and we want to say thank you so much to all of you for donating to support survivors of sexualized violence. Together, you raised over $4,000 for survivors. That's enough to support three survivors through a full year of counseling. So that's life-changing. We're so grateful. Your community is so amazing. We currently have a wait list of 250 survivors who are waiting to access our counseling program. So every single dollar that you guys donated is incredibly life-changing, and we're so grateful to have your support. And we recently lost $75,000 that comes from our largest annual campaign, which is 
um, related to a, a marathon. And so far, with your support, we've already raised $45,000. So we still have $30,000 to go. If you haven't donated yet, we'd really appreciate any gift that you can spare right now. We know times are tough, so no donation is too small. But thank you so much with your support. We're more than halfway there for filling the gap left behind from that marathon. So thank you so, so, so much. All right. So thanks again to our friends at WaveOff for sending that in. We love them. Uh, if you haven't donated, uh, you know, something we've talked about on the show before, obviously a lot of people are wondering how they can help out with the current movement. And one of the ways you can do it is by supporting women's shelters in your community, because obviously COVID has forced a lot of women to be in much closer proximity to their abusers. Obviously, there's a long history, especially of trans women and black trans women uh, being uh, abused at a much higher rate than uh, than other demographics. And so, you know, if you can and you know of a great women's shelter in your city, uh, that's a great way that you can help locally. And that's what we've done here. And and hopefully you guys can do that as well. And remember, uh, I said it in, in the email that I sent out to everyone, but uh, please make sure if you are donating to a women's shelter that they do uh, treat and work with trans women because unfortunately not all women's shelters do. Uh, and so that's a very important thing to us and it should be an important thing to you too. So make sure you check that and donate there. Uh, you can donate to our show at patreon.com slash block party, but who gives a shit donate <laughs> to uh, donate to a cause that needs it way more than us right yeah. now. Um, yeah. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. Alex, we always like to finish the show with a top three. What do you have for us, please? So I have to cop to the last time I was on, I, I was a pretty, I, I did a pretty shitty top three. So I've given this a lot. Okay. Oh. The last time it was the, the movie theater. It was food, like the right? best movie candy. I mean, I, but it was I, like, I, you I, guys I like were just that. on a candy one. And I was just like, I felt like I was on the spot. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was disappointed in myself. My, mine this week is a uh, top three urban legends. Ooh. Okay. I like now, this. Now, this is good. This is good. This is good. Okay. Top three. Now, now is this like in what, what we think are like generally urban legends or like urban legends that we grew up with or both? It could be either one. If it's like one that is very okay. popular, that's fine. But if it's one that like is unique to where you live, that's great too. Okay. So I would say maybe okay. even better. Okay. Uh, Ooh, you, you can go first, Alex. You're number three. Um. There is a uh, there is a a an urban legend about a a home invader where the the they go into a house and either like uh, make their presence known or kill people and and the the uh, one person retreats to their bedroom and locks the door with the dog in there and they're very nervous and they're comforted by the dog under the bed licking their hand yeah. And then the next morning, um, they, they 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 fall asleep. And the next morning, there's a there is a note there that says, "Who who do you think was licking your hand?" Yeah, which that's, uh, a, that's a classic. Yeah, that's a great yeah. one. Yeah, um, <clears throat> similar. I, I think similar vibe to that one. But there's the one of there's someone uh, driving on like a on a road late at night, and. Uh, I guess there's like a radio bulletin that like a prisoner's escaped or, or something or other. And uh, then there's a car behind this person. They're like flashing their, their high beams at them and, and they get really terrified that they think it's the, the person behind them, like, like harassing them and threatening them in the car. And it turns out that they were trying to warn them that the prisoner is in like the backseat of the car. Right. Oh, with, with the I haven't heard that. Or the, yeah, or the trunk. Great. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's sort of similar. Like, is that the same as like the hook in the door one or is that a separate one? Uh, the I think hook that's one, separate. I'm yeah. looking up. Yeah. The hook is different. Uh, yeah. It's like the, I know what you did last summer, yeah. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, so mine is very related to that. Okay. The, the, my number three, which is the, the urban legend that <clears throat> also, if you're driving at night and someone in front of you does not have their lights on Mm -hmm. you know how like a common thing to do is flick your high beams to be like hey your lights aren't on oh right yeah that you shouldn't do that because some gangs use this as a form of initiation yeah (laughs) that they drive around with no lights on and then if you flick your high beams at them they will like pull over and kill you and like that that's the gang initiation is the like oh you flicked your high beams at me now i'm gonna kill you yeah that's a good, that's a solid urban legend, okay. I feel like. Yeah. All right. Alex, number two. So so I grew up in southeastern Michigan, and there is a, there is a, uh, a, an urban legend that there was a girl who was killed on a street in Detroit called Strasburg Street. Okay. And the urban legend goes that if you, if you pull up to a stop sign in the middle of the night, sometimes you will hear her knock on your window. Ooh. Okay. That's a good one. Did people yeah, ever hide like, and and do the knock? Like, like did, did I'm sorry, did, say again. Did teenagers ever like hide and like and like knock on cars to scare people? Or I mean, my friends and I, de- my friends definitely did that to other friends. They'd be <laughs> like, "Hey, we gotta go to Strasburg. We gotta go to Knock Knock Road and uh, <laughs> and see if it see if it happens." And they'll do it, and then someone they will like coordinate with someone who will hide in the bushes and run up there. <laughs> That's good. I yeah. like that one. That's three car-related ones in a row. Yeah. I'm going to switch to uh, uh, an animal-related one, which is alligators and crocodiles in the sewer. Oh, yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. Because I think, like, that has <clears throat> happened, like, once before, maybe, potentially. Oh, probably, yeah. And then it grew into this thing where it's, like, very, very common that there are alligators and crocodiles in the sewer. And that they'll also, that they'll crawl out of the toilet, too, sometimes. Or they'll they'll crawl out, like... They'll they'll come attack you basically. Right. Yeah. Um, right. And I remember reading that as a kid, and it did scare me. Even though we live in Vancouver and there are no alligators <laughs> or crocodiles here at all, so I uh, so this is very good. Like I just googled urban legends, and there's one. There's an article on Insider that lists the most popular urban legend in every state. Oh, okay. Which is like incredible. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to do any of those, but just pardon me if you're listening to this top three and you're curious about some of these. I was looking it. for those and knock knock roads on there. Oh, is it? Oh, okay, okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm going to, this one is another non-local one. My, my number one's going to be local, but um, th- this is like, I guess some people might say this is like a conspiracy theory, but I love the like, and there are a few of these, uh, the idea that um, the one where uh, Avril Lavigne died and was replaced, oh, yeah. and yeah. was replaced <laughs> by a, by an actor named Melissa something. Um, I think as like a Canadian uh, guy who grew up in the time when Avril was very popular, uh, it is just so funny to me that like she had pro- probably had like a bit of plastic surgery and then people are like, okay, well, it's a different person now. Yeah. She died of, and isn't it like, it's not even that, like you would think if it's like an urban legend, it would be like, oh, she died in some, but it's like, d- she died of like lupus or something yeah. is the like, it's not <laughs> like, uh, it's not a like, oh, she was actually attacked in the middle of the night and like shoved in a, 
in a treasure chest and thrown into the ocean or, you know, like it, yeah. it should be something cooler, but it's like, Oh no, she, she, actually, she passed away peacefully in her sleep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then they, we, I guess like, and then what's the point of that? Like, is the, is the idea that we couldn't deal with that knowledge or like her family was like, well, we got to keep this skater boy royalties rolling in. <laughs> like we got to replace her with someone like, that to me is so funny. I love that one. To oh. me, it's like children just not understanding that people age over the course <laughs> yeah. of decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that too. And and like suddenly they're like, oh my god, do they look? I mean, it's the same thing as the Paul McCartney thing that Paul died. And also, this is the thing that I think about with QAnon and sort of all of those weird conspiracy theories. If I were part of some sinister plot to like traffic children and I was like a high-ranking government official, why would I like create a bunch of decipherable hand signs and like iconography that like yeah. any dipshit on fucking 8chan could figure out? <laughs> yeah. Why, would, why, why are you leaving why, these breadcrumbs? Yeah, seriously. There's all manner of secure ways to communicate where you could just actually communicate securely and not have to, you know, flash hand signs and put yeah. up, <laughs> talk about pizza. Why fucking do that? Anyway. <laughs> Uh, you're number one, I yes. guess, right? Yeah. Alex is number one, yeah. All right. Um, so are you guys familiar with Hanako-san? Is, okay, is she the lady with the cut face who is like, who will ask people if she's beautiful or not, and then depending on your answer, she'll stab you with the knife? No, no, she's no? way better than that. Okay. Her name is Hanako-san, also known as Hanako of the Toilet. Oh, okay. Okay, I'm in. So so she is a she is a a young girl who was either murdered or committed suicide or died horribly in a school bathroom. Okay. In in Japanese sort of urban mythology and uh and you what you have to do if you are a woman who is going to the bathroom, you have to go to the third stall and knock three times and ask if Hanako-san is there. And if she's there, she'll say yes. And if if uh, you don't do this, um, she will either pull you into the toilet, which may be like a, a doorway to hell, or you'll be eaten by a monster, or like a bloody ghost will attack you. So basically, there's like a girl who hangs out in school bathrooms who's waiting to kill people, and her name is Hanako of the Toilet. Oh so my she's God. my number one. Yeah, that's incredible. That's a great one. Wow. That's yeah. my number one also. But my, my other number one is <laughs> uh, another animal one, and this is, this is like an all-time classic for me, and it's when like a family goes on like a vacation to Mexico, and they find what they think is like a Mexican street dog, and it's like a little, they think it's a chihuahua or something, and then they bring it home, and it turns out to just be like a gigantic sewer rat. And... <laughs> I remember there was I, I, there was a cartoon of like urban legends on uh, YTV, which is Canadian. oh yeah yeah yeah. And I, but I feel like it may have also been like the Crypt Keeper cartoon or something. But they had a version of this story on there, and I've heard it in a lot of other uh, places as well. But it's literally for the idea of it is very funny to me that you could ever mistake a, a dog for a uh, or a rat for a dog. Um, <laughs> but it's it's all it's so it's so funny because in the cartoon they they make the rat look just so hideous. It's like the sewer rat that's like two feet long with this giant fleshy tail. and it's like so obviously a rat too. Right. So it's really funny. but um that's another one that was like the alligator one where I also sort of believed it. And so I'd always like kind of give chihuahuas like the side eye when I saw them. <laughs> 
Um, okay, my number one is a local one, but I want to just say this: the one, this one from the Insider article from Connecticut is awesome. <laughs> so the legend is just of this woman named Hannah Crana, which is already amazing. Okay, was a real person. Yeah. She died in the 19th century and she her husband died by mysteriously falling off of a cliff. So cliff husband. All right. <laughs> and uh, locals reportedly believe that he fell off the cliff because she bewitched him and made him fall off the cliff. And so people were all scared that she was a witch. She lived until 77. But right before she died, she asked that. And this is just like to me, this is what we would find funny on our show. <laughs> she was asked to be carried down to the cemetery in her coffin by foot, not by wagon. And everyone was afraid of her. So they tried to comply with this request, but her coffin kept falling off of the wagon. <laughs> um, so, or sorry. Yeah. So they tried to wheel her coffin down and it kept falling off. So they were forced to carry it. And then, oh, it must've been the other way around that she was demanded to be by wagon, not by foot. And they fucked this up. But anyway, so the coffin kept falling off the wagon. Yeah. So they carried her down by foot. And now they believe that like, She's out to kill everyone because they like fucked up. Yeah, because apparently when they returned to her home, yeah. it was on fire. Oh, yeah, that's a bad so, sign. Yeah. yeah, but I just love the Hannah Crana. But my this is not so this is not so much an urban legend as it is like a myth, but it's just a very it's just a funny thing for me in that like so the myth. So I'm from a town called White Rock uh, in BC. And if you've ever been there, there is a giant white rock on the beach. <laughs> Uh, and so that's it. That's how you got your name. Well, so I mean, how giant are we talking? So the legend goes <laughs> that, um, it's, it's like, um, it's a first nations legend that, um, cause this, that, that was all like the Semiamu tribe all settled in, in that area of BC as well as Washington state. Mm -hmm. So there's like a bay there. And so on the other side of the bay is Washington. And the myth goes that the, um, that the you know they're this i don't know if it was settlers or if it was like a war situation but the chief of the tribe said that uh you know you can't take this land across the bay that's my land and the and the people were saying no it's it's ours we're taking it and he said no i control all of the lands from which i can throw this rock this giant boulder like the boulder is massive like it would weigh tons and so they're like, well, you obviously can't throw that very far. And then he picks up the boulder and throws it across the bay and it lands <laughs> in White Rock. And so that was how he proved like, this is my land, which is like a badass myth. But I just the idea of it is so funny because um, if you go down to the beach uh, often, um, you will see people painting the rock like all the time. The rock gets painted like once a week, like and it's paint, just like paint, like spray painted, painted, painted or? white. Oh, painted white. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. the city. So the city uh, has this like it's named White Rock after this very stupid, just like well, they're like, well, yeah, there's a rock here. Yeah, and they paint it white all the time, <laughs> and it's just very fun. It's like. What are we, what is the, who is this for? Like the legend is badass. You don't have to keep painting the rock <laughs> to like somehow be like, well, we're white rock. We have to keep this rock white. It's just very dumb to me. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. So that's my number one. That was a great top three, Alex. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Very good top three. Thanks for having me. It's so much fun. Anytime. Uh, Anytime. You're very welcome. We're, we, we loved having you. Is there anything you'd like to plug before we go? Uh, yeah. You can listen to my podcast, Reply All at... We have like 17 different domains. So we've got like <laughs> replyall.ninja, replyall.pizza, replyall.fail, replyall.diamonds, replyall.limo. Um, or you can just go to replyallshow.com. Uh, also, 
Uh, my co-host and I started like a spinoff podcast recently that's only going to run for a couple episodes called Scaredy Cats. And, and the premise is um, he hates horror movies, so I'm making him watch horror movies and then we're, we're talking about them. Okay. So uh, we're only going to do a couple more episodes, but we've done, we did The Exorcist, Nightmare on Elm Street. We got the, the, the director of Nightmare on Elm Street 6 really wanted to be on, so we were like, fuck yeah, you can come <laughs> oh, on. Oh, sweet. <laughs> she was great. Um we had Jason Manzukas on the first episode. Uh, Danny Pudi was on an episode where we talked about Alien. And then the upcoming episode, I made him watch both Hereditary and Midsommar. Oh, God. So we took quite a big jump from Alien to Hereditary Oh, my Midsommar. God. Oh, no. <laughs> Hell like, yeah. in a row, back to back? <laughs> Not back to back. I, I, we waited. We had, like, two days. Okay, I was going to say, because so, you need some time to recover, I think, after. Not only that, but fucking, that's, like, four and that's, a half hours Yeah, of that's a lot of movie. Yeah. Damn, that sounds great. That sounds awesome. Okay, yeah. check that out. Uh, again, you can check us out patreon.com slash block party. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at block party pod. Uh, yeah. Hope you're staying safe, staying well. Black lives matter. See you back here next week. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.